thought to myself, me? This contest is scheduled Maybe I have one, one more ass kicking left a 20 minute time I thought limit. to myself, maybe I have one badass spear left in me. Then I thought to myself, maybe I have one last devastating jackhammer in me. Brock Lesnar. Not only does that mean that you're next, but most importantly, it means Brock Lesnar, you're last. It's time for the 56th episode of the 20 Minute Time Limit Podcast. I'm Chris Morrison. You know me from Aftermath. I feel like I say that a lot. I feel like that's my intro every week into this podcast. I'm the sports entertainment analyst, Chris Morrison. I'm Aftermath's Chris Morrison. And how are you guys doing this week? It's been a busy week this week in the world of wrestling, in WWE specifically. And it's been a busy week in the life of Chris Morrison. I've had to do a lot of scheduling, a lot of rescheduling, a lot of shuffling around. I had the guys from Superkicked, Chris and Ash, and they came on the Top Turnbuckle podcast this week to talk about zombie wrestling. It's an event that goes down this Friday at the Great Hall, 8 o'clock. Tickets are still available if you use the promo code SPORTSNET. I believe it knocks $5 off the price of the ticket. So if you got nothing to do on a Friday night and you're a wrestling fan, apparently, even if you're not a wrestling fan, uh, you should go down. Maybe if you just love Halloween, you love getting dressed up, and this is your weekend to do it, go down, check this thing out. There's going to be drinks. There's going to be music. About eight matches are scheduled uh, it's going to be a blast. I, I've seen the promo video for it, and you can check it out on their Facebook, their Twitter, their website. Uh, it literally looks like Halloween Havoc on acid. Uh, it looks like what Halloween Havoc thought it was or wanted to be. Uh, I think it's going to be a blasty blast, and I encourage everybody to go and check that out. But the insanity doesn't stop there this week depending on when you're listening to this podcast you guys uh, i'm taping this on a wednesday night so if you're listening to this on a wednesday night if you're staying up this late on a wednesday night i suggest you guys get some sleep it's a school night after all but if you're listening to this on a wednesday night uh tomorrow hopefully Assuming I don't have to reschedule, I'm going to talk to the legendary Jim Ross. That is right. You guys heard me. Good old JR is coming on the Top Turnbuckle podcast, and I can't be any more excited about this. To talk about his ringside event that he's going to have November 20th. Yes, it's the same day as Survivor Series, but it's in the afternoon, so it'll give you enough time to go to that and then check out Survivor Series. He's going to be in Toronto, uh, but tomorrow he's going to be over the phone with the Top Turnbuckle podcast. And I should say, I guess, if you guys are listening to this on a Thursday, well, once you're done listening to this, go over and download the Top Turnbuckle podcast because I will hopefully have JR on. We've had to do a little bit of rescheduling uh, because JR, if you can imagine, is a busy, busy guy, and he was feeling a little under the weather earlier this week when we went to go tape. But hopefully, Thursday... JR, good old Jim Ross, and of course, Aftermath this week. I know Aftermath last week, it didn't uh, air until Saturday at 5.30. You know that uh, You know that Saturday at 5.30 time slot that everybody loves so much? How many people actually watched Aftermath on Sportsnet 360 this week? I can't imagine a lot of you did, but if you guys miss it, 
whether or not it comes on a Saturday or if it comes on on Friday, it's normal time slot, 10 o'clock after the SmackDown Live replay. If you guys miss it, just tweet at me, at 20 min time limit. I'll give you guys a link, uh, and you can check it out online. So, anyways, let's get to the big news this week. You heard it right off the top. Bill Goldberg. Goldberg, the man, is back. Apparently... He's the greatest WCW champion of all time, I think is what Michael Cole said, or something in that nature. Uh, speaking of nature, I can imagine there's there was somebody out there, and uh, he goes by the nature boy. That's right, you guessed it, Ric Flair. I imagine he probably had, uh, you know, probably had a, a little bit of a, a, an issue with that statement. Woo! Style and profiling, I don't know, Michael Cole... Goldberg, the greatest WCW champion of all time. I mean, he's got maybe the greatest win streak in professional wrestling history. I mean, that's not like a WrestleMania streak, the one The Undertaker had, but it's pretty darn good. I mean, I think it was like, what, 180 and 1? Or what did he get to? 185 before uh, Hall and Nash screwed him out of the title. So, uh, you know what? I'll give him the streak, but being the greatest WCW champion of all time, I think that's blowing smoke. I mean, I love Bill Goldberg. I was really excited this week. Obviously, I had a chance to interview and meet Goldberg in person, and he was a hell of a human being. A really nice guy, really personable, easy to just approach and just talk about anything. Georgia Bulldogs football. You name it, you could talk it with this guy. Uh, I talked about, asked him about Chris Jericho. Uh, he shared with me uh, his feelings on Y2J, and they weren't positive. I'll say that. And uh, But you know what, we got a chance to ask him about his return to WWE and obviously, uh, you know, wanting to wrestle in front of his son. He wants his son to see him wrestling. And that was an emotional moment on Monday night, and I love that. You know, I mean, at one point, I don't know the first kid he picked up. I don't know if that was, if he had any relation to that guy whatsoever. But then it prompted him to go back and pick up his real son. Uh, he almost dropped him, but... He recovered, picked him up, a very emotional moment. You know, his wife was at ringside and she was crying. Also, friend of the Top Turnbuckle podcast, Marcus Simon. He's the guy. That's the reference. Uh, if anybody was wondering, when Goldberg asked the crowd, turned to the hard camera and said, Hey, Simon, what would you do? That's Simon Marcus. And we also had him interviewed on the Top Turnbuckle podcast literally the same day as Goldberg. Uh, so everybody check that out if you want to too now that you know the reference uh, but getting back to Goldberg man uh, you know what I feel like there's a lot of people after this return to Monday Night Raw I feel like there's a lot of people right now that are changing their tone and if they're not I think they should I think we should be looking at the positives of Goldberg coming back to Raw and coming back to the WWE and facing Brock Lesnar instead of the negatives you know, like, obviously, a guy like Goldberg being out of the ring for so many years, what was it, 12 or 13 years, and returning, and you're getting into the ring with arguably the toughest guy in the world, and maybe even the stiffest guy in WWE, Brock Lesnar, I mean, I can imagine that not boding well for you. But I will say this, man, Goldberg has been training, and I've seen it in person, and there's videos out there, you know, of this guy training. He has stayed in shape. He sustained a few injuries, a couple knee injuries, but he's looking good, man. He's looking in shape. And, you know, the outcome of the match, the build to the match, the lead-up of the match, I feel like that's all secondary, really, for this. 
I really just feel like we should all embrace this return. Embrace Bill Goldberg and enjoy it for what it is. It's one of our childhood icons, one of our childhood heroes, one of the last remnants of the Attitude Era that, you know what, he looks like he can still go. He looked really good. I mean, nothing against Sting. I like Sting. I love Sting. But Sting coming back, there were points when he was back and I thought to myself, you know what, I don't know, it's the hair. That always, there's always one sort of attribute. Uh, you know, when a guy returns from a long absence and has obviously the age has caught up to him. And, you know, what? taking nothing away from Sting, and I hope I'm going on a little bit of a ramble here, but taking nothing away from Sting, there were points where I thought, you know what, this just isn't the same guy. You know, it's just not the same guy. But looking at Goldberg, I mean, yeah, okay, he had some gray in his beard or in his goatee, but he looked good. Like, this is a guy coming back and looking good, and the reception from the crowd, the crowd was hype. I'm pretty sure a lot of people marked out on their couches Monday night. I, for one, loved it. He was energetic, and it looked like he, you know what, it looked like he appreciated it. And I think that that was one of the rumored knocks, you know, from WrestleMania 20 was, you know, and one of the reasons why that match flopped was the fact that Goldberg and Lesnar were both leaving. And they have, you know, especially with Lesnar, I mean, I think feel like we've all read the rumors or have read the reports, you know, or, or even heard Lesnar say it himself that, you know what, he just wasn't having fun in WWE and he's having fun now doing it part-time. And, you know... Bill Goldberg coming back and maybe appreciating this more the second time around than he did the first time, I think we're going to have a better match. You know, and we've and Lesnar is having fun now. And, and before at WrestleMania 20, neither of these guys, I think, were having a good time. And I'm pretty sure that there are reports out there, there's sound bites, something to back that up. But these, those guys weren't having fun at WrestleMania 20, and I think that they're going to have fun now, and I think that this match is going to be good. Now, is it going to be, you know, one of these technical flips, knockdown, drag out, sort of, you know, no, no, it's not going to be one of those matches. I think this is going to be a slobber knocker. I might even, I, you know what, I'll even go as far as to say is we might see like an MMA style match because Goldberg has been training with the kickboxer, the one Marcus Simon. So I think we'll see. A different style of match this time around. The one at WrestleMania, it had all the high-impact moves, the jackhammers, the spears, the F5s, the power moves. But I think this time around, I think it's going to be different. And, and I've said this before, the fact that it's not happening at WrestleMania, the fact that it's happening at Survivor Series, I think you lose that stench of WrestleMania because there's no comparison now. You can't compare it to WrestleMania because it's not happening at WrestleMania. At least that's the way I look at it. I don't know. I'm, I'm excited for this. I'm excited for Goldberg. I don't know yet if I'll be at Survivor Series in Toronto. But regardless, even just watching this on TV, I'm going to be excited to see that entrance. I mean, to see that entrance, to hear the music, to see the fireworks. I don't know. And I mean, i got to give it up to that young fan at ringside. I mean, Goldberg gave this kid a fist bump, and I thought he was going to break the kid. I mean, his arm, I, I don't know. Like, I, somebody ask this kid. Somebody find out. Let's use social media for good for once, and let's find out if this kid's okay, if this kid has a broken hand. I don't know. I do know, though, that there are a lot of you out there that did really enjoy 
Goldberg's return. I mean, Dracula's daughter on Twitter, been talking to you on Monday night and throughout the week. You know, I mean, you, you liked it. You even, it, you know, it was emotional for you. And I feel like there was a lot of people that were, you know, probably caught off by the emotion of this, um, the emotion of this return. So I, I feel like this is all going to go really well. I'm going to make a bold prediction here too, guys. And I'm calling it right now. I think Goldberg wins this. I really do. I think, I think he wants this. And I think he's going to get it. And I think that that's going to be the shock. I don't know. Call me crazy. And I don't think that this is the last we see of Goldberg. I wouldn't be surprised if we see him at WrestleMania. Not at a rubber match with Lesnar. I, do, I will say this. I want this to be the last time. Like, when he said, you're last, I kind of want it to be the last match with, between him and Lesnar. That's it. But if he does want to come back, if he can come back, if they get him back for one more, WrestleMania, I mean, I'd like to see Jericho, Undertaker against Goldberg, maybe even Reigns against Goldberg. I don't know. Reigns is pushing it. But, you know, maybe The Undertaker's a good fit for Goldberg at this point. And, you know, The Undertaker, he's a good striker, right? And he likes mixed martial arts. So, you know, maybe they can engage in, in a similar match like that. So, I'm, uh, if you guys can hear it, I'm watching NXT in the background. And we've got Bobby Roode. And uh, he just beat Sean Maluda. And now it sounds like he's calling out the perfect 10, Ty Dillinger. So, obviously, these two guys are going to throw down at NXT. I will be at NXT. I will say that. So if you guys are going to NXT Toronto at the ACC, uh, look at look out for me. Tweet at me. I don't know. Whatever. If you guys want to stop, say hi. And, uh, you know, I always love talking to wrestling fans. I'll, I'll always make the time. I mean, half the time when I go to WWE live events, I just want to talk to you guys. I barely even want to watch. Sometimes I don't even get a chance to actually watch the events because I just spend so much time talking to you guys and, and getting to know you and, and getting to know what you like in WWE. Uh, it's important to me. What can I say? So, anyways, Bobby Roode is cutting a pretty good promo right now, and we're getting uh, Ty Dillinger just actually just hit the ring, and he's getting a beatdown from Bobby Roode. Oh no! Now he's reversed it. Oh, and then, and then we got the NXT Universe counting 10, doing 10 every time he strikes Rude. This is amazing. See, now this is the one time where I actually... These, these are the times when I actually don't mind chants. They're starting to really, really get at me. I mean, the holy shit chant and the you deserve it chant and the this is awesome chant. Ugh, and the Nakamura singing along to the Nakamura theme song. It's just, it's killing me. But there are times when the, the crowd in NXT does do good things. And I actually kind of like the, the whole 10 as uh, Dillinger was striking Bobby Roode. Speaking of which, no, I'm not, I'm not going to give it away just yet. I'm not going to give it away just yet. I will say, holy crap, we are 15 minutes into this week's podcast. I can't believe this. This, this is going by so fast. So interesting this week um you know what i actually liked monday night raw this week there was a a a good flow to it and everything seemed to make sense i thought sheamus and cesaro were really entertaining the new day was really awesome uh in their little promo that they cut on the way to the ring i can't say i really enjoyed sparkle crotch i don't know am i alone on this one i mean i know i tweeted just the basic Hashtag Sparkle Crotch, but and I love Seth Rollins, man. It's like the guy can do no wrong for me, but uh, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about Sparkle Crotch. I really don't know. The PG era is killing me. 
Oh, it's killing me. I just, I don't know. I don't, I'm not a huge fan of that. I can't say I'm a huge, I'm a huge fan of Billy Kay and Peyton Royce just taking out Liv Morgan. Now this is the viciousness we need. I like what these ladies are doing. I like this. It almost, almost reminds me of the same viciousness we saw from Baron Corbin this week. Baron Corbin laid to waste talking smack. Like, everybody loves The Miz performance. And I think we can probably, I don't want to call it a performance, but the episode, let's call it, of The Miz on Talking Smack where he just laid out Daniel Bryan verbally. And I think we can all say that's probably the best one. This one with Baron Corbin, I think this is number two. And Jesse Dinning, uh, you and I, we talked about it on Twitter. And, man, this guy took that whole boyhood dream promo thing that I complain about constantly, and he took it, he crumpled it up. He doused it in gasoline, and he set it on fire. I absolutely loved Everything Baron Corbin had to say on Talking Smack. You know what? I don't care if he doesn't need me. He doesn't He doesn't need me. I'm a huge Baron Corbin fan. He doesn't care if I'm a fan. He doesn't want me to be his fan. He doesn't want me to like him. Man, I love that. He doesn't need no friends. He needs just his wife, his girlfriend, and his close friends outside of WWE. I love it, man. Like, I love that character. And just being disrespectful for once. You know, like, it's such a change because we always hear, oh, I respect him, you know, I may not agree with him right now, but I respect him. No, no. What Baron Corbin did on Talking Smack was perfect, man. That's professional wrestling, in my opinion. That's the era I grew up in. Disrespect, just over-the-top characters, over-the-top things being done. I I love what Baron Corbin had to say. I mean, even Alexa Bliss coming out, she did the whole Freddy Krueger, Nightmare on Elm Street thing again. She's going to be Becky Lynch's nightmare, her worst nightmare. And I loved it. She was great, too. She is a complete bliss. Right? That works, right, guys? A complete bliss? Yeah, yeah. I think that makes sense. But getting back to Corbin, I mean, basically tell him, Daniel Bryan, that he, what he did doesn't matter. I mean, take a hike, D-Bry. Take a hike, Daniel Bryan. I, I don't know. Baron Corbin is my win this week on Aftermath. That's a spoiler alert. I should have probably said spoiler alert before I said it, but I, you know, I don't know. Sorry. I apologize. So, um, but, you know, let's continue on with SmackDown. So, man, Bray Wyatt, you know, I hate hating on Bray Wyatt. I hate it because he's such a great character and he can't win feuds. So that's my main gripe. He couldn't beat The Undertaker. I'm not going to get into it. I'm not going to get into that. Steering away from The Undertaker. But I can't because now he's riding in caskets? That's The Undertaker. That is Undertaker. I know I say it all the time. It's cyclical. Wrestling cyclical. What's old is new. But you know what, man? He needs to keep it simple. Simple and effective. He needs to be... What was it on Twitter? The Cape Fear. Creepy Bray Wyatt. He needs to get... He needs, why can't we not get people's family involved? Like, I remember Diamond Dallas Page. He was hiding in the bushes when he first came to WWE, I believe, and he was stalking The Undertaker's girlfriend or his wife with that video cam. Why can't we get Bray Wyatt in the bushes outside of Randy Orton's home, stalking his wife, stalking his family, making it personal? When you make it personal, it's so much better. But coming out in a casket like The Undertaker, no. You couldn't beat The Undertaker on your best day. That is always going to be associated. There's just some things you can't do. And 
coming out and involving a casket, to me, that's The Undertaker. And you just can't take it from The Undertaker. If you beat The Undertaker, now all bets are off. But you know what? You couldn't beat Taker. Oh, 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 hold the phone. Breaking, breaking news. Stop the press. Roderick Strong is Austin Aries' tag team partner in the Dusty Rhodes Classic. I am so glad we got to this before the end of this week's podcast. This has got to be the main event of NXT right here, right now. Ah, there's still about 20 minutes left. Okay. No, we still haven't seen Shinsuke Nakamura. So this is definitely, that'll definitely close the show. Aries and Roderick Strong against a gorilla and then like a sub-gorilla. Now nah, both these, yeah, no, both these guys are both gorillas. These guys are monstrous dudes, but it's Aries and Roderick Strong. I'm excited to see Roderick Strong. There's a lot of guys I just, you know what, haven't seen a lot of, and this is one of them, and I'm excited to see what this guy offers. I mean, I remember the debut of Shinsuke Nakamura and not knowing very much, knowing I knew very little about Shinsuke Nakamura, and it was so exciting to see him debut in NXT and then obviously to be the guy that he is uh, was fantastic. So I can't wait to see Roderick Strong and how he interacts with Austin Aries. I think this is going to be good for Aries. And you know what? As much as I, you know, as much as Aries could be in the main event, in the title picture of NXT, I mean, if these guys go on to win the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic, it might be a good opposition for the uh, the revival down the road. Who knows? Because, I mean, what's going on there? I mean, we're going to get Tommaso Ciampa and uh, Johnny Gargano. They're probably going to they're gonna get their rematch against the revival. But once this tournament is done, I mean, you got to think we're going to get, you know, one of these teams challenging for the NXT tag team titles at some point. So the bell went on this week's podcast, and uh, I'm going to cut it short. I know I like to go over the time limit from time to time, but this week's been a busy week, and as I said, I got Jim Ross tomorrow, so I got to get some shut-eye so I can be fresh when I'm interviewing the legendary voice of WWE. Oh, man, I am so psyched. Everybody, tomorrow, Jim Ross, Top Turnbuckle Podcast, my interview. Check it out, download it, and I, you know what? Before we go, man, I just want to say, you guys, everybody who follows me on Twitter, I know I do this. A lot, and from time to time I do it. But I just got to say, everybody that interacts with me on Twitter, everybody that follows me on Twitter, everybody that watches Aftermath, not just me, but everybody on Aftermath, everybody who has downloaded, subscribed to the Top Turnbuckle podcast, from the bottom of my heart, man, I want to thank all of you because like I've told you in past podcasts, the more interaction you guys give, The more downloads, the more reviews, the more ratings that you guys give us, give me, give the podcast, give the TV show, the more opportunities we get to bring you guys the interviews with the stars in WWE, past, present, and future. So from the bottom of my heart, I want to thank you guys very, very much. And don't stop. Let's keep this train going. Let's keep this ball rolling. And let's get over. All right, so until next week, you guys, this has been Chris Morrison, and I'm out.